0: Dum, dum, dum.
1: everyone welcome to eyes in the dark a horror movie podcast where we believe in death by celluloid as always with you you have chewy we have oh evan and then as always our resident know-it-all here james what's up jerks aka dr, <laughs> dr. Jurassic price because why not anyways dr <laughs> doctor Now that you know us uh, You can get in touch with us Actually individually if you want On Twitter uh, Mine is at Chupacabra That's C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A uh, Mine is Evan the Braun Not Evan
2: Braun But Evan the Braun
3: And you can reach me at Jurassic Price Spell it however the fuck you want
1: <laughs> Cause you're gonna do it anyways yep. And then you can always reach us uh, collectively at at EITD Pod. Uh, you can check out our website, and that's eyesinthedarkpodcast.com. And we are part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, so you can reach uh, that page at thestuffandthingsnetwork.com. Um, you can send us an email if you have suggestions for movies that we can do. If you want to tell us how much we fucking suck or whatever. And that's going to be eyes in the dark podcast at gmail.com. I hope that's all the mail we get is about how we suck. <laughs> you guys fucking suck. Um, but now, <laughs> Hey, we got all that business out of the way so we can actually talk about the show. So this is a show about horror movies. We watch them. We talk about them because sometimes they need to be talked about. So a question that you might be asking is, well, what, what does this show do besides just talk about horror movies like, you know, that that's out there? So, James, we've got a simple purpose with this show. What is that purpose? What is our mission statement?
3: Uh, we're here to drink beer. That's true. Amen. Oh, wrong. Wrong, <laughs> wrong statement. Uh, no, we're looking at horror movies, and we're trying to figure out if uh, they could ever
1: win an Academy Award. That's probably the most succinct way to say what we do here. Right. Um, sometimes we feel that they should sometimes nowhere near that and um, everything in between here. So we all have our kind of individual backstories that got us into, uh, you know, horror movies. So I just kind of fill you in on that a little bit. So my backstory is uh, working at a record store where I had access to a bunch of movies. I would just pick up random movies from the section and I would check out like horror uh, from other countries, namely like the Asian countries, and that kind of got me in along with my love for like the zombie movie um so what about you, Evan? What was your introductory moment what was What were your first cuts into the horror genre
2: um my mom used to let me watch whatever the hell I wanted, so I would just watch any horror movie that I could on t v growing up um yeah, and my mom also had a lot of horror movies so but <laughs> So there I, and you I, go. And then we would just I, every time I went to Blockbuster, I'd get a horror movie every yeah. single time. I didn't care what it was.
1: What just, what made you go for like horror movies as opposed to you know comedy or anything else?
2: I don't know. I I think I just like being scared. <laughs> <I don't>. a,
0: <laughs>
1: being scared is my normal
2: fear boner. I, I wanted to get in touch with, you know,
1: the right the real side of myself. The real side of you. <laughs> the real side of Evan. <laughs> the Evan Braun story. What about you, James?
3: Uh, let's see. I was eleven when I uh, murdered my first person. Uh, <laughs> yep, it was little Ricky. Yep, little in, Ricky. Yeah, in the sixth From grade. Lila Lucy. Yep.
0: <laughs> he was. He was. Bang- <laughs> Lucy.
3: <laughs> he was banging on those bongos, and I just banged on his head with a club.
1: Babaloo. Yeah. Babaloo, Baba I said. <laughs>
3: So I kind of figured I'd study the genre so I could get some
1: new tips. Ricky came home, and he was like, Lucy. Baba, no. (laughs) Baba, no. (laughs) What happened to little Ricky? (laughs) (coughs) Anyways, so we watched a movie this time. And as you know, you you may already know if you listen to the last one. If not, then you're joining in at a weird spot. Evan, what movie did we watch? Tell us about it. Uh, We watched this movie. uh, uh,
2: It's called Identity.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You're on the spot, feeling the pressure?
2: Yeah. Um, He's lost his identity. uh, Oh, no. uh, Some may call it a horror movie. Some may not. Some may call it a psychological thriller. You know, thrill ride. Wait, what? uh, This um, may
1: or may not be a horror movie? I don't know. What? Dr. Uh, Price.
2: Hang on. James and I both used to work at a retail location that sold movies. Mm-hmm. was this categorized I don't know. <laughs> we worked at Best Buy, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um what was this Never pe- heard of it. Was this a horror, like in the horror section there or was it in I don't remember.
3: <sighs> I think this was in drama.
2: Was it drama?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it might have
3: been I in, in say drama, drama at
2: Tower Records too. <laughs> like yeah. like all those like like movies like uh like taking lives and stuff like that were like yeah, they I, weren't horror I, movies really but 7? Yeah.
3: Um 7 was Silence a Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like all of those, yeah. like, they were all like The Shining. Yeah.
2: Cop ones. No, The like, Shining was uh, in horror uh, Are you sure? Yeah.
1: What was that one with Morgan Freeman and uh is dream- it Along Came with Spider or something like that? Yeah. Or no, Kiss the Girls. That's yeah. what it was. Both of them? Yeah.
3: Both. I'll yeah. He was in both of them. Dreamcatchers? I didn't see that one. Oh, uh, if you want to keep naming horrible Morgan Freeman horror movies, Dreamcatcher wasn't terrible. Get out. It,
1: was- <laughs> <laughs> it captured his it was- imagination. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What was
2: uh what was that movie that he was in where like when he would walk by people and like touch them like the
3: it would fall in <laughs> that was Denzel Washington. Oh. Both black men. Yeah.
1: P- <laughs> oh god. I see that Turns you out just I'm a think racist. <laughs> any black man in our That
3: was
2: movie. Denzel Washington? Yeah, it was Denzel. I assume
1: that you loved Denzel's um portrayal in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I know that was your favorite. Oh, he was great as that 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 Shocker guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, you mean Hulk Hogan used to do the Shocker? He was uh, in it as Denzel God. Washington? Anyways, <laughs> this is just I have like a good story about Fallen. Abstract.
1: Tell us. Um, Fallen.
3: The Fallen the 2001, I think. No, 99 with John Goodman and Denzel Washington. 2099. 2099 um, <laughs> one. 2099. I wrote, I can't remember what grade it was. I wrote an essay about that movie because I hadn't read the book of something. So I just <laughs> I just wrote an essay about Fallen and just took a bunch of lines from it and I was like yeah,
1: just <laughs> it's pretty good. What, did, wait, so was it you were supposed to write a paper about a book and you hadn't read it, so you instead yeah, some you wrote a paper about a movie and claimed it was a book?
3: Yeah, some theme. Yeah, it was like a kind of a book report thing. You're supposed to write on themes, and I just wrote on Fallen and acted like it was a book. Oh I uh, my God, uh, that's genius. And I just took lines straight from the the movie and put it in there. The,
1: the <laughs> only thing would be better is, is if you did it on TV shows or something. That and you're know, like. You know, the drama really comes to a peak when the main character, Ricky, comes home. And he's shocked to <laughs> little find... Little Ricky? <laughs> he's shocked to find his son. We know what son, happens
0: to little Ricky. His son murdered.
1: When I was a, <laughs> and his red-headed wife. <laughs> red-handed.
2: When I was a freshman, I had to write... Um, it was like an essay. Ricky, no. <laughs> it was an essay about uh, like somebody that we looked up to. And I totally I, it was a joke I did it as a, to be funny, but I wrote about Ash from Army of Darkness and <laughs> wait, how he who, was my hero.
3: Wait, who who wouldn't look up to him?
2: I'm just saying. The guy handles I don't his business. know, he's not a real person. It was supposed oh. to be somebody in your life. Yeah. It
3: you was know, great. If you watch in, a movie uh, often, he's pretty
1: much in your yeah. life. At my JC. Tweet
3: I, that at Bruce Campbell. I'm sure
2: he'll
1: get <laughs> I, okay, okay. uh, right. I did a what's it called? Uh film class of some sort it was like introduction to film or something like that <laughs> useless yeah it, it was just like look watch rashomon watch this yeah watch people that. who take
3: those classes are stupid
1: yeah so that's why i <laughs> took it because i'm fucking stupid in any case james uh, is
2: trying to make a crack at himself yeah i took
1: 12 of those <laughs> <laughs> you took yeah. 12 intro to film classes
3: uh, essentially uh, it's
1: he thought, he he intro, a,
3: intro to a different time. you just Brilliant. hoping that they kept they would get better.
2: But this but this was <laughs> I just learn the same thing
1: over. And this over. was just like here's here are classic films. Here's a technique used in this film. Like that's it. There wasn't like at all yeah. how to make them or write them or it. It's just like yeah, that's how I got my movies today. have another meaning than the pictures you see. You know, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things we had to write was um, I think it was like a comparison. Like, type of paper where you had to, like, argue that, like, these two characters that are different are the same if from two different movies or that these two characters that are the same, quote, unquote, you know, from different movies are actually different. That's probably you know? harder than anything I had to do. <laughs> <laughs> so... As a fucking joke, just because I was bored, I did the two movies I watched were *Rebel Without a Cause*. Yeah, and *Napoleon Dynamite*. And I argued that both James Dean and John Heater um, were, this in fact, playing the same character. You know, as like the tragic hero, in this, oh. and this, this, and that. I got a ninety-eight sounds, on it. Yeah, sounds pretty dang good. Got a ninety-eight on nice. it, and just bullshitting yeah. my way
3: through it. So I was pretty proud of that I've got a pretty pretty good history of writing essays about movies In classes that are not film classes Yeah I did it in Philosophy 101 We had to write a essay on Socrates' three main theories Which I can't tell you what they are Because I don't really know But I wrote the it
1: theory
3: about Theory of why
1: Theory of
3: why not
0: Theory of
1: why does it fucking matter <laughs>
3: Right And I wrote I applied the three theories to the matrix Yeah Yeah, I got an A Nice. Like, yes. This, y five this,
0: right there. This Boom. professor
3: is drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah, our professor was like this like surf stoner dude. So that was pretty fucking awesome. Nice. You know? It was Spicoli? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much even. He's like, My name's this, but like I have a nickname and his I swear My his nickname, is Spike. Nick, I swear his nickname that he said that we could call him was Scooby. <laughs> It'd be yeah, better like scooter. <laughs> they call me scooter. <laughs> uh speaking of grown man children. Wait, I got one Evan, more oh, I got one okay.
3: one more essay to yeah. tell you about. Tell us about my, this essay. my my essay that one of the two that got me into into yeah. university. <laughs> I wrote on the movie Rounders about poker. Great movie. Yeah.
1: Where did you Love go it, to university?
3: Uh the University of California. Irvin.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. I Irving. Everyone, you know, there's always the you know, entrance essay or whatever, like you gotta write an essay to get into yeah. I never had to write an essay. I just applied and they said, Congratulations, you were accepted. Yeah, was well like, done. Is, but, is that like Is it different though with Cal
2: State's, though? Yeah,
1: cuz mine was a Cal State, so is that like a different thing? Cuz but I, I don't know, I didn't people, apply to any Cal State's. Oh, you better than I see I see what you're saying. You, no, you think you're better no, than I me? I, I was just obsessed with the UC system. I I'm just yeah. Cuz I originally applied to I just wanted s- to be that like pissed off like Yeah. <laughs> like East Coast kid. Yeah. What you think you're better than me just cuz you went to a UC uh big <laughs> Ivy League man here? <laughs>
3: Well, what, what's Ivy your major, league? bro? Economics. <laughs> <laughs> you think you are wicked smart with your Gordon Wood and shit?
1: What are you saying, Evan? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Continue with the show. Share your college stories here. Um, All right, um, that's I, great. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, so, tell, tell us a little bit was. about the movie here, Evan. Like what? What is it? What is it about? You told us it was um, kind of a thriller, but like general loose. Tell us
3: about this movie in in sixty seconds or less.
0: Like a little Ready? loose. Shut Go. up. Shut up. Loose. Going to 59. Um, it's about... 58.
2: Okay. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> Fine. Talk. <laughs> um, I don't want to like spoil anything because I want to be able to talk about it. But yeah. it's basically, you know, strangers end up in the same location. This being a hotel. Mo- sorry. Motel. Yeah. Holiday, holiday Inn. In. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bastard. <laughs> and uh, some weird stuff starts happening and you can't figure it out. And then your mind's blown at the end. All right.
1: Cool. So, some mind blowing along Man, with some other type 17 of seconds. Well,
0: well
3: oh, done, good. sir. Good, damn. Thanks. Man, Holly, you could pitch Hollywood movies.
1: You could, dude. We just carry him around and be like, hey, listen, we want to do a lost episode of I Love Lucy. <laughs> just <laughs> carry him around with us. All right. So, Ricky opens the door. <laughs> Baba, no. He sees Lucy turn around, blood on her hands. And she says, wah. <laughs> Listen, She's got no. a
3: bunch
2: of
1: chocolates in her mouth. Honey, I'm holy. shit. <laughs> Fred comes over and he sees the blood on Ricky's hands and he says, He hit her pretty hard there, Rick.
2: I feel like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fred. Fred, Fred. Yeah. I almost said Ed. Fred Ethel, um, that's like, I feel th- like Fred, I feel name. like Fred, uh, beat Ethel. I feel like Fred was like a angry like an
1: alcoholic. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in Fred, the show. Like not uh, in real life, but like in the yeah. show. Yeah, no. Like,
0: in the
3: show, he was Clint Eastwood from uh Gran Torino. Right? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But like they never wrote anything in where you see him drinking or where you see him like beating or say anything to her. But you know in one of the fucking notes where they're like, you know, Fred, you know, aging guy, bald, you know, been married forever, whatever. And then just a little note, like penciled in that says like Alcoholic, alcoholic, okay. you <laughs> raging alcoholic. Play, play it like an alcohol. Play it a, out like an alcoholic. I'm Not gonna lie. Like husband. The,
2: the time that the, that show was made, like I'm really surprised that he was friends with Ricky. Yeah, that's true. Because he yep. seems like he would just be a giant racist, <laughs> old well, white man. No,
3: no. Think about this. Ricky was at the top of his minorities class because he was the leader of the band, right? He was an entertainer. entertainer. Fred at the bottom of his class because he was an abusive alcoholic husband. Mm. Ah. so they're even.
1: So worlds collide. Yeah. And At the time, obviously yeah. not
3: now. <laughs> Cl- clearly, leader of the band. I mean, Ricky would have a huge Twitter following. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Where did that show take place? In was it in California? I know I it was know. filmed in California, but
3: I always got the the impression it was Miami because I feel like because he was Cuban. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, because and and like the, like he swam there. Well, well like the Tropicana, <laughs> like
1: Jesus. <laughs>
3: Well, like, you know, area? he was in, like, casinos and hotels, yeah. and I figured, well, it's not Las Vegas. We're, like, Jersey go to the like, beach. Atlantic City or some shit. So, yeah, it could have been Atlantic City, I guess, yeah. Or, like, around there-ish. Yeah. You know, but in any case. But then remember, I remember, like,
2: later when it turned, when I Love Lucy went into yeah. color, and then they, like, had a new house, and it was, like, a big ranch house. Yeah. Remember they had, like, horses and
3: crap? Oh, I miss this color shit.
2: Yeah, it wasn't as good. It it kind of yeah. went downhill. Oh. Uh, like, that's when, like... You, like, you realize that's the when, like, ball's Rick- ugly? That's when Ricky Ricardo, <laughs> like, in real life started, like, Beating Lucille Ball. Oh god.
1: <laughs> Wait, were they Desiernez?
3: Yeah. Yeah. In real life? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. Desiernes was a uh, gay or something like that, no?
1: No, he's just Latin. Oh. That's <laughs> alright. It happens. What did I just call him? Ricky What? No, uh, you de, called we, him
2: Des Arnaz. No, I didn't. Yeah, you said yeah. Des No, I did not. You just said that a second ago. You I said I said Des. it, and then you repeated it. I said
3: Ricky something. You said Des
1: It's on wax. And I said You'll be Desi able to Arnaz. hear it when you when you play it back.
3: Man, I wish we were recording this. And we we could, are recording this.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought for a second you actually thought that I'd... Oh, never mind. <laughs> In any case, Ooh. let's got, jump got, into talking about I, this movie. You here. got
3: my goat, but I was really getting your goat. Shh. <laughs>
1: Yeah. What's up all... goat talk? <laughs> Hold on. Who's got the
0: goat?
3: I prefer my goat milk raw. <laughs> um,
1: all not. right. Let's talk about the movie, guys. So what do we think of the movies, guys? Not movies. The movie. I'm dumb. I said an S where there shouldn't be I an thought S. we were
3: supposed to watch this multiple times. I like, oh, shit. You got to okay, watch I'm, it I'm 12 ready. times. I'm
1: not ready. <laughs> Or what was it? 10 times?
3: Yeah. 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 Although. What? Although if you think of. If you recall all the little room key tags. What the, What the hell happens to number two? Shouldn't Amanda Pete be number two? Well, she. There's two people left. Yeah, and she's number one. How does that work?
1: Well, what's his phase? Well, how, was there only we're ten at the beginning?
3: With, or was there was there eleven?
1: No, there was nine rooms.
3: No,
2: there was ten rooms. Ten rooms. The first, the first, the first huh. person that dies has the number. Oh ten yeah, of it was them, ten. Which was the chick?
1: You yeah. had the actress. Yeah. You yeah. had the. Uh, no, there were ten.
3: I wrote down the names. Yeah, Really? Yeah. Ed, Rhodes, Paris, Larry, Ginny, York, Lou, Maine. Oh, no. Rivers is the killer. Yeah. And Caroline. So I only have nine names. Timothy. Timothy. That's, Timothy was that's one that's that. Okay. Because
1: that's the thing. Remember, they thought that he died with. Oh, no, uh, yeah. But, but, the but chick. did you have. What's her name? Did
2: you have Rivers down there? Y- yeah. The, the but killer?
3: I, but I didn't have Timothy. So there's 11 then? No, you take the killer out. Why? But he got a room key.
1: Well, that but but that's what. No,
3: no, no. The, uh, the uh, Rivers is the convict guy, right? But he's John Cusack.
1: No, no. Uh, no, no, no. I'm Ga- talking about Gary Busey.
3: No,
2: Jake Busey. Oh, I'm sorry. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jake oh yeah.
3: Busey. Oh oh the the yes. Uh,
2: he's Cause main. because he'd be with Ray main? with yeah, he's, Ray Liotta. But yeah, he's.
1: Yeah. Because the the key number that he had. Or that they found with them was what eight or seven or something like that. Ten, no, no, wasn't it? They found ten with the actress. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Nine with the the kid. The not the kid, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. younger guy, Sean William Scott Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> Sean William Scott Jr. Did the numbers have to do with their room numbers that
0: mm, they were staying in? No, it was no. the
3: the person to die. Was not it? Yeah, but although ten and nine did stay in those rooms, yeah.
2: Well, 9 wasn't in 9. It was it's actually in 6 because I remember the 6 yeah, swings, it swings down. down.
3: But if you think about who the killer was, 6, 9 look a lot alike. Yeah. Well, right. I know. I'm just. In any mortality. case. I, I didn't understand. I didn't fully grasp the room keys.
2: They didn't show the room keys for. The room keys. 3 or
1: 4.
2: Right? For yeah. I don't know. <laughs> With Rayleigh. Q sack and Ray They didn't show their right. room keys. I was trying not to give it yeah. away. Everybody has a room key,
3: so it doesn't matter who's showing who, right? No, but they
2: like they make it a point to like yeah. take the room key, like find yeah. the room key on everybody. But you
3: never see Rhodes or Ed's Ed. Right. Or
2: the girl who dies in the car explosion. Yeah, uh no, no
1: you don't see hers.
0: You
2: don't see I, Tim- I'm just and
1: g- as a result, you don't see Timothy's either. But shouldn't
3: Amanda key be number two? It would Unless she was staying in
1: room one.
3: It could because be. Because if they all had keys... Well, no, because the kid would have a key.
0: Yeah, if I know. That's what I'm two. saying.
1: Well, no, but that's the thing. Like, for fucking... Uh, what's his name? John C. McKinley and his wife and his kid, they wouldn't have three keys to three different rooms. They would all share the one key. Right?
2: Yeah, but they found a key on but, his dead wife. Yeah, they found yeah, a key on his, his dead wife and on, on there and on him and on him.
1: On him, I don't think the keys actually belong to people for the rooms they were no, staying. No, they don't. Yeah, it was the, the it number of so, countdown. It was yeah. just so it was a countdown to be yeah. like, oh, there's this which is left. which
3: is my problem because if it were a countdown, uh-huh. Amanda Pete would be number two. Yeah,
1: because the kid would be number one, unless the key or unless the key numbers were to match up to victim numbers. Because then he, she would be the last victim. Like, there was always, always but, supposed but to be one. But then it walk. skipped
3: a number, right? Because there were only 10 of them, which we've mm. just established. Yeah. If there were 20 of them, including the kid, mm. then the kid himself would have a number, which means that number would be one.
1: Well, did we count the uh, actual motel guy?
3: Yeah. Larry. Well, Did he it? die? Yeah. The motel guy?
1: Yeah, they all died. When did he die? I'm trying to remember. This movie was very confusing. If you didn't see it, you can tell we're we're struggling with the mental, you know, folding that's happening here in all of this stuff. As Doctor, I don't o- think he died. Octavius. When did John
3: Hawks die?
1: Who's John Hawks? That's Larry. Was, oh, oh okay. okay.
3: Sorry. I don't so, think he did. So. Because no, he did. He must have. Yeah. He.
1: I'm pretty sure he he's got, tied he got up. Shot he escapes. Yeah, because like there was that explosion, and they get him out. And then, like, near the end, he finally, like, he's like, I'm, I'm going to team up with you, Amanda Pete, even though I hated you in the beginning because you're a hook. Because
2: Ray Liotta and John Cusack kill each other. Yeah. And then Amanda Pete is saying stuff to him. And then she, the next thing it shows is her taking off in the truck. Yeah. Before the, that. The motel
1: guy was dead before that. How? How did he die? I can't remember exactly. But he died. Everybody died except for, except for the killer. That's what happened in this movie. In any case, let's keep talking about, about this. this. Well, you can rewatch it again. That's the beautiful thing about movies. The things that you're not clear on, you can I, rewatch.
3: I can't remember, but he must have died. Because then why would she just take off on her own? She'd be like,
1: oh, well, screw this guy. I'm out of here.
3: Well, yeah,
1: I mean, he was a dick to her, but whatever. In any case, so the movie opens with this creepy poem. Does it? Oh, Ray Liotta shoots him. Yeah. Because remember, Ray Liotta
3: gets like. Uh, hit with a fire extinguisher, falls yeah. down on the ground. Larry oh, com- yeah. comes to take in, gun. yeah, and then he just like Larry goes to take the he gun and him. Ray Liotta turns around and shoots him.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go, mystery solved. You could be, you could be a limo driver if you wanted to, James. It's okay. You're really, you're I'm really a good at limo it. driver. <laughs> you're really good at solving mysteries.
3: Um, well, I do fall off the jetway a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the movie opens with a creepy poem um, being read. Um by a person while we see um Doc Ock like looking through case files and stuff like that. Alfred Molina. Yeah, dude. The poem, I don't know about you guys. The poem's creepy, though. It's like, as I was going up the stairs, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish. I wish he'd go away. Like, what, what do the you, fuck does what do you that think
2: mean? That's
3: referring to, do you think that's referring to
1: his multiple personalities? Right. Yeah.
3: Somebody like, in it, like his imaginary friend, a.k.a. Somebody else he knows well, inside yeah. his head that doesn't really exist. I'd, I'd say so. Like, or it's referring to the same guy who's been going to St. Ives forever. I met a man on my way to St. Ives. <laughs> I met a man with <laughs> seven wives. Yeah. Never heard that. Oh, my God. In any case, uh, how fucking terrifying oh, as is As I was B-Lo? going to St. Ives, I met a man with seven
1: wives. If like you were walking upstairs and there was always a dude there, but he wasn't there, like, that's fucked up, right? Like already, you're like this guy. He he fucking like his brain fucking sucks. Well, Doc, Ock- I would have killed him if I was <laughs> if I was the state, <laughs> just needled the shit out of him.
3: Okay, like, well, if we're getting straight into this, what right, good is yeah, that going to do? There's no way that they don't absolutely kill that guy, <clears throat> especially well, in the state oh, yeah. of Texas. No, Nevada. I don't
1: Wait, know. I don't we know we the, don't yeah. know
3: what state it is, do we? Uh,
1: we don't know where. Are we assuming he it's Nevada? Is. But we know that the murders were committed in Nevada. The murders, were, okay, no. so yeah, because it's the it's him versus the state of Nevada. Oh, okay, is it was the case? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, But he's tra- from Florida. Then the probably then the yeah.
3: trials are. Uh, yeah, I'd assume because most of the personalities are from Florida, right? Um, I'd assume it's from Nevada that then, because remember the judge is wearing a cowboy hat and a giant belt buckle, so it's got to be kind of <laughs> yeah. a westernly state. <laughs> And so what was he originally tried for because he killed
2: his mom? He killed six people. But didn't he? wasn't there something about him killing his mom? But his mom may, may have been one of the people. Oh, I miss that. During that, when he was listening to the case mm. files in the beginning, that's what I thought. And then I was wondering if that was why, I wonder if his like mom was...
1: No, he he saw his parents get, or his mom at least, get murdered or something like that, or like uh. his mom was murdered and then he became like a like a foster child or something like that. Then he ended up in Florida because they're trying to make then the case that, back.
2: They're trying to make the case that that's what made him effed up was seeing his mom get seeing murdered. Seeing
1: that yeah. and that created the trauma that he had for like oh you know, for this some reason for some disorder. reason
3: I just assumed that the identity of the kid uh, Tim Timothy yeah. was um, the killer, which was uh, what Rivers when he was a kid. Yeah. So I figured his dad beat his mom and left or something, and it was just his mom. Yeah. All right, I'm, yeah. I, I, well, I, I should mean, have gone back and watched that no, it could, voiceover in the beginning. It could,
1: um, it could be that you know what I mean. Like, well, the, all of that's in the newspaper clippings, but um, I mean, it could be that I still think the little kid, you know, Timothy, is him as a kid. But basically, it's just instead of being like the standard, typical, like you know, oh, I'm just scared, child, and like, but it's not a backstory, okay? Exactly. You actually have uh, that. Be the evil one. That's like the big twist at the end. You do,
2: you know? think, do you think that there's anything? Because remember
3: how which uh, which it's really given away when Alfred Molina tells us that yeah. child brains are most affected when they're young. Yeah, by exactly. the people around them. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, are we to believe that he hates hookers?
3: Yes. Okay. This doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah. So, uh, the the whole movie he talks about how sluts and whores and like yeah all even. Well yeah,
3: cuz his less... mom,
1: his mom was either a hooker like a pro was... or was a very promiscuous non-pro. That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't I mean they never said that, well, so
2: they, that's why. they did.
1: they did. Yeah, because they were saying like that he would um, they were asking him like what would happen and he said, "Oh, mom would like leave me in the car when she had like someone until they were done." And then like uh, you what know, movie
3: was that? Damn, I missed this. This was all in the beginning.
1: <laughs> like all in like the wow. first like 3 or 4 minutes dude. But th- this Okay, so that makes This a, movie makes has not, a a lot right up front and a lot right at the end. Yeah, and in the middle there's just a lot of like uh oh, what's going to happen? Well, there's two movies here, right? Yeah. But
3: um uh, that that makes sense because I was wondering why uh Rivers at the end starts, you know, saying like there's no second chances for Prostitutes yeah. or whatever He's like Whores but don't get second chance." What, what doesn't make sense to me then Like you said Like a, like Apparently there's a lot of Hatreds towards pr- Prostitutes Because his mom was one Then why Is the one Persona That isn't That's like Kind of innocent That he That Rivers in his head Wants to save Is a 29 year old Prostitute Who wants to
1: grow up On an orange farm Well I don't think He wants to save her That's what That's the whole thing Is you know It's not Him you know, there's these different personalities because that's the whole... You, you see when it's happening at the very end and they're transporting him uh, and, you know, he's chained up and he's just, like, singing and stuff like that. You see it on his face where he's, like... No, no. He, like, jumps into her body. You know what I mean? He doesn't jump into, like, the kid's body yeah, but until the very, very end.
3: The whole reason he, we're inside... Rivers, yeah. inside his own head, kills off Cusack he's, he's and Ray to kill the killer. Right. He's trying to kill the killer yeah and also leave it so there's only one personality right because yeah. that's what doctor octopus tells him <laughs> yeah he says you can only have one personality left and it has to be a good one it has to be a good one so, so the one personality he chooses is the prostitute but
1: th- that's the question is is it a choice you know was that something that- yeah
3: yes because that's the whole reason he makes Cusack kill Diota Well, yeah, is so that there's only one left because Cusack doesn't try to shoot Ray Liotta and then live. He clearly sacrifices himself so that there's only one person left. We think, and he so Cusack is Rivers making the conscious decision, right? Because we see that when he realizes he's back in his dream, making the conscious decision that the person he wants to live or the personality he wants to live is the prostitute, which doesn't make a lot of sense because he hates prostitutes. Or it could have been his pers- his other personality, Timothy. It hates could have been it could've
2: been um Timothy like overriding essentially and like making him think that As we
1: saw, Timothy has some fucking awesome power in this fucking movie, dude. He has the thing where he has the ability to make people like kill themselves, like he's like, Oh no, what a terrible accident. You were mimicking me and now you're like in the street. And now you got dead, and then there's a whole like explosion where he's walking away from the car like a fucking action movie. What oh, the fuck he looked,
3: that? and he looked like Bob's Big Boy had just ex- <laughs> had just entered Die Hard.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. Should we explain to the listeners like just the whole thing about rivers yeah. and yeah? So, so like, what's I mean, going the, the, so the
1: basic plot. Just because like we kind of just jumped movies. into it, and There's Two thinking. movies, yeah.
3: There's two movies. There's a classic Who Done It, and then there's Liter-
1: literally one of my notes was. Who done it?
3: Yeah, there's <laughs> all a one word. Who done it with ten people? And then there's also a movie about that sounds like an orgy. Schizophrenia. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: A who done it with ten people. Mm, so the basic, not many, probably.
1: So the oh, like the big, except eyes wide shut, overreaching like story, the one that encases and, and everything. It's a framing device, essentially. Is um, this guy, you know, is being tried for murder, and they want to put him to death. And they've already ruled he's going to be put to death. And then there's a last minute hearing and they're trying to prove that he's um, not mentally fit to be executed. Because you can't execute someone who's unaware of what they've done or some shit like that is what yeah. they said, right? Yeah. Or unaware of what it means that they're going the, to die. The severity of their crimes, yeah, they don't know. <laughs> um, as a result, they're, you're watching all this stuff unfold uh, between the 10 strangers at a motel. Uh, where people just start mysteriously dying uh, in a countdown according to room keys that are found with them from 10 to 1 eventually. And then we learn halfway through that, yeah.
3: Skipping 2, 3, and maybe 4.
1: Yeah, and then we learned about halfway through that all of this is happening in the real killer's head, and those are all his personalities going mano a mano, just fucking each other over like that. So Which um,
3: sucks for him, because of his 10 personalities, how many were actually killers? Ray Liotta, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jake, Jake what, Busey.
2: What I, I don't get though is so we don't know, we don't find out or realize until like towards the end when Doc Ock was telling him you need to kill off the other personalities because you only need to have one. So if he didn't know that until that point why was he killing off personalities
3: before that? Doesn't make sense.
1: No, no, no. He, he was doing it while being unaware that he was doing it. Like that was already in process, because remember. But he's Doc saying like,
3: like, what started that process?
2: Well, yeah, Do- like what
1: made him, what made him
2: start killing off personalities? They
1: didn't say exactly what, but Doc Ock said he is currently undergoing a process, a mental folding, to eliminate his additional personalities, which Doc
3: Ock started, right? Yes.
1: So that was already happening which, before this. If you think about it, he was trying to prove he wanted to show that you know this was working.
3: Yeah. Which is ridiculous to think that you can yeah. eliminate it in look, no see, time. yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. you just see it, oh, he him. right
1: in front of your eyes. We
3: witnessed him killing nine personalities. Everything is good. Yeah, that
1: was some other guy too. And he, it wasn't Doc Ock or the judge. judges. Some guy like we saw him kill nine personalities. Yeah. It's like you don't see shit. It was you see the a dude talking was, to himself.
3: It was the lawyer, right? Because yeah. it's Doc Ock <laughs> and the lawyer on the same team, the defense attorney, and and then uh, are, are we to believe? That what Doc Ock has done, the psychiatrist, is instead of helping Rivers recuperate and be, yeah. and realize what he's done and find a loving personality or whatever, is instead he takes a guy <laughs> who's them. who has 10 personalities and obviously causes him to kip, commit a bunch yeah. of murders, six of them. And instead he fo- he kills off all the personalities except the most murderous one. Yeah. He's transformed this guy into 10 times as worse of a killer. <laughs> <laughs> He's turned him
1: into a monster. This is the I mean, worst
3: doctor ever. Realistically, dude.
2: And octopus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like two of two of He those, doesn't even have eight arms. <laughs> look, two of the people were already like straight up just like criminals being transported. And because of this whole scenario, they were set free. You know, because of this whole mental folding thing that was happening, because they were already in transport on their way. If this hadn't occurred, they probably would have ended up in some sort of mind jail somewhere or like mind prison. This this is what I kept struggling with. Even John Cusack is like, because he hesitated, that chick like jumped off like the building. It's like everyone's killed like somehow in this movie. Almost. I don't know. Yeah. In any case.
3: Well, I was just agreeing. With well, you. but no, but you're right. Really, he's loosened killer personalities. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, <laughs> <Like killers. laughs> I've got a killer personality. Yeah.
1: But I, I, I kept. Why wasn't that the tagline for the movie? He's yeah. got a killer personality. Hey, give it like. away.
3: From what I read, this movie was like very <laughs> secretive. Like they filmed multiple endings, never planning on actually using any other ones, but just to keep the cast confused is how what it is. <laughs>
1: I mean that makes sense with a movie like this when you have like a who done it or whatever, you you know, wanna throw that's nice. I know, Thank but you, that's though, probably
3: right? why they didn't come up with a tagline that that they were really convinced that this movie was just gonna be prime once I, you see the Oh, yeah. I have a toys. question. Yeah.
2: So I've seen I saw this movie a bunch of times like back when it came out. And then I hadn't seen it forever until we watched it for this. Um about twelve years. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh same with me. Is and I, it kind of reminded me when I was re watching it, uh, and I can't f- remember right now off the top of my head, but was Ray Liotta really a cop?
1: No, no, no. that's no. right,
3: right? He you, was not, he is a prisoner with Jake Busey, right? Okay, that's and, what I remember, and kills the guy that's transporting him, hence why he has a hole in the
1: back of his head. Yeah, car.
2: well, because they never did they ever like address that. They just show him without
1: his jacket in right. one shot, and then he puts it on. No, and no, then but you see it- the flashback as to yeah, how it happened. That's right. okay. You do, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, he just totally was unscrewing a screw, apparently, like in the back of like the. Well, let's not seat. even talk about that. Yeah, and then and he it turns pulls into a knife. shank out. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just no, he pulls a shank out of his sock, and I mean oh, this was yeah, yeah. in his sock, just straight up on the sock, like on the outside there. It was like a good fucking like what like a five inch it had, it had to be thick shank.
3: enough to go through a seat.
1: Thick enough to go through this seat. Long, long enough. enough to go through the seat. Yeah, sorry. You know, and fucking like how did he get out of prison? How did he how did he get into the transport with that? You feel like right before they go into the car, they give him one last fucking and, like little pat down.
3: And why can you unscrew your chain?
1: Yeah, exactly, right? And did he stick it in a hole in the back of yeah, the Yeah, there seat? was like that he took out that like screw and he stabbed through it. What the
2: fuck? Yeah, we. I think movies have taught us that uh, you, you just police, have to go with that. Police yeah.
1: transporters
2: yeah. are the dumbest people in the world because they always the get worst. killed. Yeah. no, not
1: even not even that, dude. I mean, there's that, but the people who build police transport vehicles are really like they're not. Th- oh, it's Ford? Easy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> my just put a fucking steel plate there. <laughs> well, it's my Done. favorite part in the at the end when
3: Doc Ock yeah. just
2: like, oh, he looks. I'm just gonna open this. I'm just real gonna quick. open this, and
1: the guy's like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" What? Yeah. Yeah,
3: what was he planning on doing? Because he was like crying. Yeah, was and... he gonna like, like he's gonna like, pat, him. And, like stroke <laughs> just, his face.
1: Let me use my tentacle uh. on you.
2: And then, the, and then, when the killer like starts strangling him, the the cop who's driving just gets his face, look on his face like,
0: oh.
2: like oh, shit, I better keep driving. Yeah, yeah. At
1: that point, why don't you just pull over, get out, and shoot the fucker? Yeah. You know, like I, I'm just saying, but. I, Whatever. In any case, what, what I
3: couldn't wrap my head around because at first I was re- I was really into the Who Done It. Yeah. I thought it looked really good. The cinematography was I wanted, cool. I wanted to ask you about was this. That the first that,
1: time right? watching? From yeah, I had not seen this movie. From oh. your technical standpoint, like what did you, what do you think? But I think you're we're kind of heading there, so let's continue down this path, this mental. Well,
3: path. the first I was I was uh, pretty engrossed in the ten people Who Done It because who doesn't love a classical Who Done It? I was like, this is like yeah. Clue. Uh, you know, dark, stormy night, yeah, yeah. you know, a bunch of people in one location. So yep. I was like, oh, that's like, clue, cool. it's great. Um, And I was really getting into it. I was like, yes, yes, who did it? Uh, yeah, you know, there was some some horror stereotypes in there, but they were done well. So yeah. I was in, I was in. And then once you find out, the cinematography was really great. I mean, that, that shot, the overlooking shot of the hotel uh, when it's like raining and stormy and then it like like direct cuts to the sign and John Cusack's under it and he's just yeah. a shape. I was like,
0: ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but then once they reveal that it's all in River's head, I was like, "Well, I have to throw out a ton of questions that I had." Yes, because obviously he could just make things happen, like cars blow up. Yeah, it's just in his head. Yeah. And then I was like, but so how far do the rules go?
1: Hold on a second. I do want to address that real quick. When we do see the little kid walking away from the car explosion, like to say that he knew it was going to explode or he caused it to explode, didn't it look like he was holding a detonator in his hand or something like that? He had his hand like this when he was walking. I'm like, did the kid plant a bomb? Where did the kid get a bomb from?
3: Yeah, what? Why? Yeah. Why did the car explode? Oh, that's. He why, must have planted a bomb. That,
1: that's why he's been so quiet because he's been building bombs quietly yep. in the back. That's what. That's what that game was. It was bomb instructions. The game. <laughs> it
3: was a bomber man. <laughs> <laughs> but nope. But you there so there were essentially no rules. Like the kid could bomb a car fine and you know do all this type of crazy ass stuff. Um. But then how far like you know does the imagination go? Because like you said with the two dudes. If they had never escaped, would those personalities ever have escaped? Yeah. We don't know because it was all in his head. So then I was like, okay, well, the like kind of like the rules of the world have been yeah. completely changed, and I don't understand it, which sucked because it made a, a lot of things seem you know, totally possible, like yeah. a kid shoving a baseball bat down a grown man's throat. Yep. I was like, oh, I gu- okay, I guess that makes sense now.
1: Well, I mean, that was a weird fucking death, too. Like, why Like, not just beat him with it?
2: That was the best death. It was. I don't say that. Right was,
1: uh, I don't know how he got past those massive teeth, though. It's true. Just straight it's up. True. The, them Busey teeth? I yeah. don't know about that, dude. I feel like it Jake was Busey just Jake Busey was ashamed. probably my
2: favorite person in this movie. I like when
1: they're I like, love like, transporting Busey. him, but he's just walking, <laughs> and he's just like.
3: But, <laughs> again, are we, so are we to believe that he breaks out of the hotel room, runs away, and doesn't realize that he runs in a circle?
0: You know I think that was supposed no, to be that no. was supposed he to be in, That in was supposed circle. to be
2: like the paranormal part of it where it's like he didn't know that he ended up like he didn't know he was back at the hotel until he was in there and looked out the window. Yeah. Yeah, and he but he
3: thought it was just another building. So he runs away and then runs he No, he, but it, what it is
2: is it's it's I mean, you at this point you don't know it's in the river's head, but yeah. that's what makes it Freaky that's and like your, supernatural that's that first he clue that there's he something. can't leave like they yeah. can't he runs to like place. the next house right well, and no,
3: it's yeah like, or like it, the next establishment and it's the same establishment he runs yeah.
1: out he falls into that ditch I, I guess that should have been stands a, up and sh- sees it off in the distance and yeah. he's yeah. like oh a building <laughs> I'm gonna go there and then he's like what the fuck and then apparently so apparently in the kid,
3: one that's... movie he's just really dumb and in the other movie it's like. Very uh, surreal, like you said. Like he can't escape it because it's in yeah. somebody's mind.
2: Like he can't. Like, like if, even if you think about it, like from the beginning, like no, everybody is stuck there. But like they can't go either direction on the road or anything either.
3: I gotta say, after trying to decipher this movie, I think I might have multiple personalities. <laughs>
1: I wish I had multiple personalities. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> my head just hurts, dude. Um, but. What did you think of that setup, though? Of how they got everyone into the um into the motel? Because okay, there was a whole thing where at some point they have to block the traffic going east, so that way they can't go past the motel. And then once everyone's there, they block you know the traffic going west, so that way they can't get back the way they came from. But how they end up at the motel in the first place, everyone, but it's all like connected. What did you think about that? How they set that up?
3: I thought the opening the opening scenes were great, how it connects everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the r- roads being rained in or rained out and you can't go anywhere. Yeah, I was fine with it. I mean, it wasn't the best, but yeah. kind like, of oh, all right. Maybe a, a, a tree too, had fallen over. A little too uh, convenient. You know, some, yeah. It, it was. was th- that's one of those where you're just like, okay, you suspend your, your belief for the yeah. movie, right? And you're like,
1: nah. What they did do that I thought was kind of cool was when... Um, you know, they go when um, John Cusack is going to try to get to the next town and he's got a man Pete with him. Yeah. And, you know, because they're like, oh, the r- road's flooded. And you think, okay, well, it's like flooded just like, fucking go floor over. it yeah. and like go through it like it's just like a little patch but then when he tries to go through it you see how like the front of the car totally dips in it's almost like the road has collapsed or yeah, something like yeah, that yeah. so I thought they, that was they,
3: yeah they did spend some time so that was a little more believable which made you just go like eh okay I guess the other side's blocked somehow sure
1: yeah so alright we don't need to explore that you know and see every I didn't get
2: his logic to, towards the end when he was telling that one girl and the kid to go just keep driving back and forth
3: until it was daylight yeah, which actually I was like, "What the fuck is he
1: talking well, about?" But then lo- I was like, "That's not so
3: not, not so bad." Yeah.
1: His logic is that they wouldn't be in the motel with everybody else with whatever's happening with the uh,
3: kill- with whatever killer is out there. Yeah. They'd be driving back and forth and no. One but I would feel be able like
2: at that point them. he knew that it wasn't a killer and that it was something weird because that's at that point. Oh no, that was the first well any in, in, in point in where like just they trying to move away from the
3: yeah that's right before the well like their bodies disappeared.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: That was like the first disappeared. That's body. right before they, they found that out. Because they run off, the car blows up and they're like, What? There are no bodies? And then they run back to the last person who got killed
1: and there was no body. Yeah. What did you think about how they kind of came to uh, know that there was a mystery? Like the for me, the best scene in all of this in terms of like I think well put together and um it just totally put you in the moment, was when John Cusack discovers the head in the dryer. Like, the way they played that out, <clears throat> I think was pretty cool. Like, the way you follow him, it just really puts you in that, like, location in that time.
3: I was curious as to why he wanted to open the dryers, though. When you, well, you like heard oh, yeah, someone's doing well, there laundry, was a, There was a thumping, like yeah. a heavy thumping. It wasn't like a normal, like, like dryer sound. Oh, uh, uh, bad sound mixing. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah, that was like, it just sounds like... like I wanted to know how he
2: knew to go look for that chick. Oh, she screamed. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think that he heard her scream. It looked like he was like, he got like a hunch, or like a feeling
3: about something, and then was like, Yeah. And then he just like went outside. I like the really clever, uh, yeah, I'll say it's clever tie in um, where uh, I can't remember the chick, the chick that faked her pregnancy.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jenny? Uh, Jenny! Yeah, she stressed me out. In this sucks. movie, I remember she just from wouldn't the... stop screaming. Yeah, <laughs> everything.
3: Actually, a lot of these characters were very one-dimensional. Right, they just had one tone of voice the whole time. Like Ray Odo was just exasperated the whole time.
1: Well, I mean, and, which, I which that fits
3: in kind of with uh, multiple person personalities. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Why not have except one identity to embody everything about a per- particular characteristic of your personality?
3: I'd, I'd say except Paris or Amanda Peet. She seemed to have a little more depth to her. And
1: Cusack a little bit. A little bit. I mean, and but the they're rest the ones were all, that we spend the most time with. The rest were all like, you know, yeah. have fun with it. Good luck. Actors. Even like John C. McGinley. They're just like, just be like a guy who like... I read the rules. Yeah. I know the the rules of I the was, road. I was, <laughs>
3: yeah, I was waiting for them to say he was a driving instructor or something because I was like, what
1: the fuck is this guy saying? Put on your signal.
3: What were you about to road? say though
2: about yeah. um, Jenny? Mm,
1: don't remember. Okay. Something about Jenny, and then we got distracted on how much we hated her.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the clever the up.
3: clever tie in where Jenny um goes on to say, oh yeah, maybe it's the. Uh, Indian burial yeah. ground, the tombs, which at, you,
1: you kind of see that peppered in before,
3: right? Which I was at first, I was like, "Oh, Indian burial ground." I've heard that one before. Yeah, but then when I realized, then she later says, "Isn't this like a fucking movie or something where ten people go on an island yeah. on a deserted island and they keep getting killed?" I was like, "What movie, movie is that?" Yeah. So then I looked it up, of course. Yeah, what was it? A movie called, um, and then there was one. Which is a movie based off of an Agatha Christie novel. Okay. That is of the same name. Uh huh. But was originally titled, or originally adapted from the children's story called Ten Little Indians. Ah. And then Agatha Christie's book was released in Europe as Ten Little N Words. Wow. During the 30, really? During the 30s. And Holy then shit. America <coughs> said, like, you got to change that name. And it was changed to, and then there was one. And then, like, 20 years later, they made a movie. Oh my God. But apparently, the child's tale is about 10 Indians who do s- dumb stuff and get themselves killed. Really? And then there was only one ah. who ends up getting married or something. It was like a child's tale to tell the kids, you know, don't like, be idiots.
1: Grow up like. Be don't be a yep. dumbass. It's just like which, like. which
3: was cool because then once I read that afterwards it started to click. I really liked how they set up the Who Done It. I wish yeah. they would have just stuck with that because they had this really cool everybody had something, right? That yeah. was
1: that like some secret in the past. Yeah. That's what I I wrote down there everybody has secrets. Yeah. Like everyone has some fucking secret. And they have that little like montage where. They, yeah, they do. Like they Paris set up goes well. to check on like the money mm-hmm. and like, you know, what's his face goes to check like in the fridge. And yeah. later we find out that's where the original,
3: they all had their like ghosts. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. They're really tied in. And then they, um, they spent a lot of time there. It was, it was very clever, but it was a complete red herring yeah. or MacGuffin. If you're a Hitchcock fan. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because then there's the twist and you're like, Oh, <laughs> None of that shit matters. <laughs> it was
1: all a dream.
2: Are, we, are uh, we to believe the the you know the dead, uh, dead motel guy yeah. in the freezer is he one of the?
1: Because that's what I was thinking too. Maybe because like it.
2: why was
1: uh, there? Is
3: he one of the personalities? Nah,
0: well,
1: I mean,
3: or do you mean one of the people with the hotel keys? No, well, no, no, no. I just don't know like what the point of that was.
1: We go into
3: Well uh, just to make you think that uh, John Hawks was the killer. Yeah. Larry, I um, think that was it. Well, I mean, and, and it was also his secret, right? What
1: What Evan saying is also kind of like interesting because, I mean, you have the whole we meet, we come into the situation after it's already started, before we know that what's happening, what Alfred Molina is doing, what Doc Ock is doing. Oh, right? Yeah. So, what if that was a personality that was already dead? You know what I mean? Could have been. Yeah. It could have been that that's how it started. Like somewhere, we don't know. Somewhere so I read
3: too that the scene, the the short clip where Paris you find out Paris is a stripper? Yeah. or a hooker? Wait, we
1: where yeah. she's doing the cake on like the dude's yeah. stomach.
3: Apparently that dude is a personality.
2: Yeah. I was um, reading that too. It's yeah. they just they shaved it from the movie to they save like time, but cut a few scenes out, yeah. But he was supposed to be one of the personalities that they that he kills originally.
3: Oh. Okay. Which, which then is strange because then you think that Paris kills him, right? Which, which means that Again, hookers are bad. Well, also it know. means that the one personality he was trying to save, Paris, has already killed somebody.
1: Uh, again, so a good scene it, to cut. Assuming it wasn't <laughs> a rewrite, you know, at some point, you know, Can I read? Have, have, that's you, true. Yeah. It could
3: have been, yeah.
2: You might have read this, but um one of the best things I read about this movie was um Sorry, um, it's kind of cool. So, uh, when Ed John Cusack shoots Rhodes Rayliota at the end of the movie, you can see Rhodes mouth the words "I didn't do this," and Ed replies, "I know." Neither of these lines are audible; they're muted because the director felt that it would make it more obvious that Rhodes was not the killer, thus making the true climax finding that Timmy's the killer less surprising.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were cool. really into hiding that. Yeah. Two, but, well, hiding two two climaxes, right? Uh, the climax that it's actually all in River's head. They went to great lengths. Yeah, but, that, that. but this and is then after then also, you knew that. I know, I know. I'm saying that that uh, the director and the writer went to great lengths to hide that first, and oh. then they also went to great lengths to hide that Timothy was the killer.
2: I thought it was kind of cool, that even if it was audible like that. that, yeah. that like he's like it wasn't me. And he's like, well, I hey, think no. it, it's
1: cool that you couldn't hear it because then you see him mouth something that you never hear. You know, and I think that's something that's kind. whether it's intentional or not, it's kind of cool in a movie when you see that because it has that, you know, mystery of like, OK, what the fuck did he say? And you're like, OK, at some point someone's going to say it, you know, and then no one comes out and says like, oh, you know, uh, Ray Liotta told me this before he died or something like that. You know, like it just stays unanswered. I think it's really cool when movies do that because they fuck with your head that way. And why the fuck not? Would you want to watch a movie <laughs> that fucks with your head like that? Um, so remember. Let, let me ask you yeah. this: If you would have seen Paris, uh,
3: let's say anywhere, side oh. of the road, at a vending
1: machine, would the you answer have is yes?
3: You would have thought that she's a prostitute.
1: Oh no, I thought you were going to say, "Would well, I have sex with her?"
2: Are you talking about Larry? No, uh, like when he, he just judged her as a prostitute right away. Automatically,
1: he
3: knows she's a prostitute, and so does uh, Ray Liotta.
1: Well, I mean, when you two, two things: one, her outfit. I feel like her outfit was because... She was wearing, like, just a skirt and a blouse. Um, oh, she was wearing jeans. And there was something about, like, her attitude. At, at first,
3: she was wearing a skirt, and she changes it into jeans. Uh. Yeah, there's
1: some something about, like, her attitude also in, like, the way that she had it all. Like, when you see her driving, it didn't feel... Like, I didn't necessarily mean, like, a hooker, but, like, I thought, like, maybe she's probably, like, a stripper or something like that. I thought she was just
3: kind of maybe, like, a floo's. Maybe. Maybe there aren't it's, a lot of those in Nevada that aren't hookers, I it,
1: guess. And again... To it, uh, you have someone that's just like Hookers are bad I'm gonna kill you Like In his mind It's probably just like Flues Stripper Hooker All must die You know what I mean Like it's It's a generalization maybe yeah, of, that they sort of knew thing. straight off that well, you're a hooker The other thing too I think which I don't know if it's what Everyone's gonna point out Was uh, Cause you said uh, Ray Liotta Knew it He makes a pass at her right He makes a pass at her uh, He's a criminal I'm sure he spent time Around like hookers you know, and he might know. So we can spot a hooker just from her bending over at a
3: vending machine,
2: or it could have just been that he was a creepy criminal who just didn't care if she was a hooker, and who was just she treating her like too. one, or, yeah. just, or just. But he never says, "Oh, you're a hooker." Yeah, he just is trying to like hook up with her. I think Or it could be that too. He's just being a creepy, creepy. Yeah, but
1: I mean, like, fuck, dude. If you've like talked, to, I mean, in most cases, if you've talked to like, or, or if you get to know like what. I guess like a drug dealer or a sh- or like a hooker or whatever is like you could probably tell like by looking at someone oh this person probably deals you know
3: well let's solve it this way if uh if are any prostitutes are listening write to us <laughs> let us know if someone has ever called you a like a hooker or a prostitute based without, on yeah with no matter what you're wearing without you you know being on on uh on the clock
1: yeah because I thought that was a bit weird yeah, I mean, uh,
3: but then again, every any, anything goes because you find out it's just in his mind. So it, I guess anybody not. can know that she's a.
1: So you do? I mean, I'm sure like Doc Ock knew it. And he's like, hey, I got eight arms. So let's Which, do by stuff. the way, why was this Rivers
3: guy keeping a journal, and why didn't they found it? There, they found it because it was lost evidence. Like they misplaced it or mis misfiled. It. Yeah. Hey, speaking of so, his- now, how did Molina his the guy yeah. psychiatrist find it? I don't
1: know, dude. He probably had some sort of like, that was coincidence. Let, let me put it this way: he's calling like this hearing like midnight, like past midnight, the day that the dude's supposed to be executed. Yeah. I'm sure he's just like breaking laws left and right, he's just like breaking a window. He's like, let's just look in here. <laughs>
3: yeah, let me look through all these files. We've we've <laughs> determined he's not a very department. good
1: doctor, and that's why he ends up becoming no. a supervillain. <laughs> yeah, he Spider-Man. does.
3: He does turn people into worse killers. Yeah,
1: and
2: he. You know, goes on adventures with Indiana Jones to look for idols. <laughs> <laughs> Indy,
1: throw me the idol. I throw you the whip. Hey, speaking of uh, Rivers' fucking journal, I had a oh shit <laughs> moment because I was looking and I saw his fucking journal and I'm like, there's shit.
3: There's a drawing of him cutting an Achilles?
1: I have a serial killer notebook that I had from high school. Look at this. It's just a fucking notebook and look, all the writing is like different and shit. There's, like, red ink.
3: I'll see you guys later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a fucking serial killer. You guys may have heard me read from this. It's not scary at all. It's actually um, from the uh, one of our other shows, Depressing. Stuff and Things. We, we call this notebook cutter Chew because it was when I was all emo and shit, like, in high school. But then at one point, I decided to no more Cut or Chew, and I was going to be Metal Chew, and I started writing things from, like, movies and shit. So, um... Ah oh, fuck dude There's some good ones in here Like I wrote Some stuff about like uh Do you remember that movie Red Dragon Yeah, yeah. Fucking Ed Norton And shit like mm-hmm. that You know the scene Where he like walks in And like all the dolls Have like mirrors in their eyes And stuff like that Yeah Sure I, I wrote a thing about that scene. It's like that I was like, don't look at me and like just shit like that. <laughs> so if you like look through there, there's like at least four different color inks. There's some like with a like marker. There's if some- you were
2: ever a suspect in a murder,
3: they <laughs> might <laughs> yeah. lean
2: towards you. You, you better and- hope
1: <laughs> you better hope they
3: misfile that
1: thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. But then Doc Ock's just gonna find it, dude. Like
2: with he, one of his arms? <laughs> yeah, with one of his arms. He's, he's, he's gonna, gonna be walking, like, and one of his arms is be like,
1: Yoink. He's just like, he's just doing this in rooms, just awesome. like noodling <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
3: guess if there were one person that would find a missing notebook, it would be a guy with eight arms.
1: Yeah, he's like Let he me. walks
2: in the rooms and just knocks everything over, looking for stuff all the time. <laughs> he doesn't even know.
1: Ah shit! Oh my god, he's just like breaking shit left and right. I broke the china again.
2: One of the um, I just read something kind of cool on. Uh, IMDB trivia. Did you read all of it, James?
3: Uh yeah, most of it, I think. Did you read the kind of uh, skim some long ones?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was one um it was kinda cool. Um I wanna go back and watch it to see it because I didn't I didn't really see it the first time, but it says the the killer is only ever physically seen by the audience once prior to the revelation of his identity at the end. Timothy, yeah. Yeah. He can be seen at Caroline Suzanne's motel room. I think that's the actress, right? Yeah. Yeah. He could be seen at her motel room window through a drape while he while she is standing at the mirror. I guess you can see him outside. Oh, right? the actual kid. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: I didn't I read kinda.
3: that one. So if you didn't know that either, audience, that would have been uh, go oh. back and watch.
2: There,
1: there really were a couple
3: know. clues where you probably could have figured this out. The cool before. thing about this oh, movie what? is you could
1: probably like go back and watch it a few times. Like I'm not gonna lie, after rewatching this, I was like, this movie has very little rewatch value because. You already know what the twist is. It all comes down yeah. to the fucking very end, where the I'm kid. Never watching this again. Where the kid, <laughs> not only is like, oh man, the kid's a killer, but he's doing that thing where he's standing there, just doing like a like a 1950s tough guy look, and he's like hitting the fucking like, um, what is it? It's not a hoe. Yeah. It's no, because it's it's got the, the hoe claws. is the
2: straight, like shovel
3: thing. No, it's Amanda Peet. <laughs> oh nah.
1: uh, the garden tool known as a hoe but it has the three claws, like the long trowel. He's just doing that thing where he's like hitting it in his hand like a bat. Yeah, and he's weird. and he's not just doing it like well, well, well. He's kinda like it's time to fucking do this. You know, and I don't get
2: how a grown <sighs> adult woman couldn't have just pushed him over. Because it's
1: in
0: River's mind. I
3: don't care. It's the worst excuse. Well, also the the best excuse because it explains any question you have. was oh, just in his mind.
1: It's in his mind. He has Except the whole
3: prostitute thing doesn't make sense to me. Even in a schizophrenic mind. Schizophrenic? Yeah.
1: I found the thing. I'm going to read you a little part of it here. So, no, this was written about a movie and not about an actual thing here. Yeah. I'll answer your question about the clues, though, in a second. Go ahead, Chu. I'll read you a little part, so that way the cops can listen to this and know that it has nothing to do with whatever they're trying to connect me with in the future.
3: It's okay. The cops are just escaped convicts. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And this is all just in your mind. (laughs) They'd be like, oh,
1: sweet. I love this thing. (laughs) The blood-soaked mattress, uh, empty as a thousand eyes watch, dragging them a trail of gore is left behind. Eyes on the prize across the hall, and all eyes on me as uh, this fantasy becomes reality. So it's just like shit, like that. Hold on, like, hold so, on. So this guys. is gonna be our last podcast, guys.
3: <laughs> um, that was Chewy reading from a notebook from like thirteen years ago. Yeah, where he spawned the name for the or the idea of the name of this podcast, Eyes in the Dark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shit, was it always supposed to be Eyes in the Dark, and we didn't even know it because it was all in my mind. What if this? is Apparently, in my mind. you knew it. Shit. Um, no, what I was gonna say is cool is you can go back and rewatch and get these little clues. Um, I don't really have any desire to go back and watch it again. I feel like watching it twice was cool, but um, yeah. And anyways, you, can, I'll you want to talk about years, the clues? Few, to, I'll
2: give it another few years and then watch it. Yeah, and
1: watch it every now and then and be like, yeah. hey, it's one of these movies. Hey, you gotta check this shit out. Like I watched this when I watched
2: out. this. I mean, it had been at least
3: five years or so
1: since I watched
2: yeah. it, and like there was stuff that I forgot about.
3: I I would say the best value for watching this again would be to play a drinking game where any time somebody tells the kid uh, to get get that kid out of here, (laughs) you drink. It's the opposite of uh, Carl.
1: Instead of being like, stay in the house, Carl. It's like, leave the house, Carl. Yeah,
3: man. Every single character here. says it at least once. Get that kid out of here. Or when someone here.
1: says like, slut or whore or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, anytime like, somebody automatically
3: <laughs> knows a man impedes a prostitute.
1: Anytime women are insulted in this movie. <laughs> it mm. happens a lot, dude. Mm. <laughs> but you were going to say something about clues to Evan right now.
3: Oh, yeah. He was asking what clues would have led you to, b- to find out that Timothy was the real killer. Right?
0: Mm, yeah. Um. You had said that there was some.
3: Yeah. So if you are now looking back on it, right? Hindsight, 2020. Um. Alfred Molina tells you before you find out that, uh, uh, schizophrenia, what not, uh, a disassociated identity disorder usually starts in young children when a traumatic event happens to them, mm-hmm. and then we meet Timothy, who. His father has left and was abusive or something like that. It's kind of vague. And then his mom gets hit by a car. And so I guess you could put two and two together and say, well, this kid should have some sort of identity disorder. Then he's also a creep that doesn't talk. I mean, that's one. Yeah. And then uh, what you mentioned with um, seeing him in the background right before uh, the actress dies. So there were a
2: couple of clues. There wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't right before she died, but it was before she went outside. Oh yeah, right, right. She goes outside with a shower curtain overhead, um, and she holds the phone but, in the rain. But, but that, that, like, I I didn't notice it, so I don't think that it's no. super apparent.
3: Anyway. No, no, no. But th- that's why, that's why it's like just a couple couple clues, right? Well, a you little know?
0: clue,
1: a little foreshadowing, you know, like yeah. the rain. You could foreshadowing up on it. bad yeah. things and, and that are
3: happening. <laughs> you could have picked up on uh, maybe a uh, Cusack too, right? Because they were talking about. Um, I can't remember. I should have written this down, but some something clued me in that Cusack was gonna be a bit schizophrenic because they were talking about uh, identity Recent disorders, headaches. and yeah, then he had headaches. headaches, and then he was blacking out. Yeah, blacking he was blacking out. He was what? living two different kind of lives. He's like, I yeah. was a cop, and now I'm on medical leave, but I'm a limo driver. What do you think? The did you know how like
2: when everybody started dying, dying? How like you notice like all the lights in the whole motel sort of like flickering yeah do you think that had to do with anything or like was m- meant to like s- symbolize something
3: oh you think like uh the lights were going out for um like personalities going out no, nah, I don't know like
2: lights in in River's head were dimming like and it was like noticeable like where even like yeah. the characters
3: kind of noticed like yeah. the lights were flickering, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like they never fully went out and yeah. it was like a source of panic i mean
1: maybe it was like a thing where like that's when he was receiving treatment or something like that. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, That's like
3: what. he was getting uh, electroshock therapy.
2: Well, the the only, oh. the only other like supernatural thing that I couldn't really explain or like understand, obviously, like the bodies appearing and stuff like that is just whatever. It's him. It's, it's they're, in his they're head. Getting yeah. erased from his mind, essentially. But like you know, when they're all in the hotel room, I think it's just Ray Liotta, John Cusack, Larry, and Amanda Peet, and uh, the door like slammed shut. Yeah, like that's I guess the only it was like
3: part. a storm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Or the kid. Or, the kid no, yeah. Still be at alive, that point, right? we didn't yeah. know
2: that. But I just mean like, <laughs> it almost makes it seem like it's just something supernatural killing yeah. people,
3: like not a person. And they almost hint yeah. that it's the Indian burial ground, right? Yeah. That's the yeah. only, the only, the only uh, lead. And then Ray Liotta's like, "Are
1: you kidding me? Like, Ned's the fucking oh, tombs." And just like he starts going off. Yeah. Being Ray Liotta, um, but in any case, so I want to know in a movie like this, James, what what does someone like you kind of like hone in on and feels that it, it's something that needs to be explored in terms of like you know technique or you know sure, yeah, yeah, tropes yeah. that we see or what uh, uh, my uh, killer dissection killer dissection
3: that
2: was
1: the
3: coolest
2: thing i have ever done. Yeah, well, let's do that every time. I like no, that. that's all right. Not. All right.
3: <laughs> okay. um, anyways, this one, I uh, even though I love the Who Done It, it followed a very, very rigid formula for screenwriting, and I was going to go through kind of the uh, the basic outline for your classic Hollywood screen uh, screenplay, and uh, this this was uh, something that was very very much in effect. In the classical hollywood days like 1925 1930 till up until the late 1960s when then you had a bunch of young film directors come in and and uh change the way things were done and a bunch of french guys were like you know like jean-luc godard was like you know forget this classical hollywood devices we're gonna do our own thing uh the birth of avant-garde so when you see a classical Hollywood movie, it's a very formulaic screenplay when you see something like an avant-garde movie like yeah. Richard Linklater's um, uh, 12-year-long movie that Boyhood. was nominated for... Boyhood that was nominated yeah. for Oscars um, recently, uh, which would be avant-garde. It's not going to follow your typical screenplay. Um, you have those two different kind of uh, 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 screenplay formats. So this one sticks straight to the, the classic Hollywood screenplay. And that starts with um you have an opening scene that's gonna introduce your characters, uh, which we see in a very cool cinematic fashion of uh, you know, short sequences that cut between <clears throat> characters and shows the characters yeah. events linking them to how they got to the motel, right? Yeah, yeah. And then within fifteen to seventeen minutes you need what they call an it's inciting incident or a catalyst the story that really sparks it off and uh what's kind of kind of unique about this horror story is that most of the time the inciting incident um has to do with the characters having to do something in amount of time and this one was a little bit different the inciting incident i would say is um the storm yeah because the storm really causes all this to happen because they're all Locked down into this one motel, yeah, right? They it can't makes it so they can't call anyone. It makes it right. so they can't go anywhere. It's the catalyst to why they're all stuck together. Yeah. Um, and this all happens in, in the first act. And classic Hollywood screenplays are three acts. So the inciting incident uh, will happen 15 to 18 minutes into the first act. Yeah. We see that. We get character introduction, inciting incident. And then right around the the turn from the first act to the second act, you'll have a very large plot point. Yeah. Uh, and in this movie it's denoted by the beheading of the actress, yeah right so this sequ- this sequences us from the first act into the second act where the second act is just full of obstacles that characters need to overcome mm-hmm. and normally they're trying to get to a goal, uh, but in this one their their goal isn't going somewhere it's actually staying put right staying alive yeah um, which oh yeah, I forgot something Inciting incident also introduces um The idea of the ticking clock, Uh, okay, and and,
1: you kind of get that with the same uh, with with the uh, with the room keys,
3: a little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That could be kind of like a visual indicator, but I would say the ticking clock, the idea of the ticking clock, you can always sum up with the first part of the sentence, which is "it's only a matter of time before fill in the blank for each movie," right? That Mm, sticks to the screenplay, okay. Uh, The screenplay format. And this, I would say, it's only a matter of time before the storm breaks because it's the catalyst. So once the storm breaks, they're all essentially free because they can escape, right? Yeah. So the ticking clock is actually them
1: staying put, right? How long can they hold out? How long before they break?
3: Right. Uh, So that's the idea of the ticking clock. Uh, Again, we have the transition from the first uh, act to the second act. Uh, the second act is just characters overcoming obstacles, those obstacles being other characters' deaths yeah. right? in trying to stay alive. The second act, of the third act, usually denoted uh, either by your protagonist overcoming the main obstacle or what we would call the climax, right? And here, the uh, second act and third act is actually... Um, shown by River you, fi- you finding out the plot twist which is River's, it's all inside of River's head, right? Which switches yeah. us into the third act of the screenplay which is um, who's the, who is then the killer personality, right? And the climax of the <laughs> film I would say uh, which doesn't always have to be the last scene, the climax of this is probably when Cusack kills the Oda and the Oda kills Cusack That's the climax of the, the movie because then you have one personality left yeah. Who, who survives the ticking clock, right? Yeah. And then what you would call Amanda Pete getting to her farm and then being ultimately killed by Timothy. Yeah, yeah. And Rivers escaping at the end is just the resolution of the movie because the climax doesn't always have to resolve the movie. Yeah. And this is a formula that
1: the classic Hollywood screenplay follows. So if I like follow this formula, I mean, I could kind of plug in whatever details I wanted. And I could have a typical, you know, Hollywood script. Obviously, you'd have to fill the amount of time and all that stuff, but I could insert plot point A and plot point B, in description, you know, and and Absolutely. have that and
3: done. When I was taking screenwriting classes, you almost wrote to this outline. You wrote okay. this kind of outline before you ever wrote any dialogue, which actually made it a little hard because you kind of pigeonhole yourself. But yeah, in my opinion, but uh, it was a lot of fun to take that format. Take. The, when you hear people refer to the three-act
1: format, that's what yeah. they're referring to. And then, I mean, so obviously this makes it like the, it's tele... Well, I don't want to say it's telephoned in, but it's really, really kind of like you get wide, gross movements with this, so you can see it coming if you know what to look for. Right. With this film.
3: All right. So um, it's fun It's fun to me. It's like an exercise to take a, a big Hollywood movie and pl- try to plug that. Format in and answer the yeah. questions. What's the catalyst? What's the ticking clock? You know, what's the climax and is there a resolution? That was a lot of fun for me. We did it with like American Beauty and Thelma and Louise, mm. and you can kind of fit this into a lot of models of big Hollywood pictures. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome, dude. Um, a bit long winded, but I mean,
1: no, I mean that's cool because like at some point on we did 120
3: minutes had, of a screenplay. <laughs> yeah,
1: at some point you know we gotta like break it down and and figure out like what makes a typical movie and something like that. Cause that also helps us to be able to measure, you know, these movies against it to say, you know, does this follow that classic formula or does it break away from that? Is it avant right. garde or is it classic Hollywood?
3: Right. You know, right. um, and more and more these days, the lines are blurred, right? Because, uh, directors have so much creative freedom and writers can, you know, the, they're just looking for original stories that they can kind of break this yeah. format. Especially if you're if you know how to do it, you can easily break it, right? Um oh, which also I forgot the transition from the second act to the third act yeah. usually involves a moment where the protagonist uh loses all hope and has to uh regain hope with something, which in this in this uh case is is Rivers, right? Yeah. His hope is that he can he he has lost all hope because he's gonna die. And then he his new hope is that he can eliminate all the personalities and become good again and save himself. Yeah.
1: Well, that leaves us with just one question here to ask before we kind of sum it up. Um, I want to ask you guys, was there any part in the movie that actually genuinely like creeped you out or that was kind of like, Oh fuck, that was unsettling or anything that kind of like, you know, brought it into a horror genre for you. Um <clears throat> I don't know if anything like un was unsettling.
2: I feel like though like once you learn about Rivers and his multiple personalities, like that was kinda yeah I guess creepy, if you want to say that, just because I don't know, that's just scary to think about. Yeah. But um and he was just a creepy looking dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, with the true. fucking darting eyes, yeah. just
1: back and forth like nonstop. Oh yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's. I had that's I had so an
3: like, opposite opinion, but I think this is just because I'm drawn to a lot of like the uh, realistic type of scary moments. I loved the movie up until you found out it was in Riverside. I was like, oh, a classic Houdini, and I was yeah. really creeped out. I was like, serial killer on the loose. Nobody can go anywhere. Like they've done this properly. I feel trapped. Yeah. And then they're like, okay. This the Jake Busey character is the serial killer. Oh no, he's not. It could be Ray Liotta, and I was like, "This is the this is the worst." Yeah, and I was creeped out. And then once I found it was all in his head, I was like, "Oh, there's no rules. Anything could be done." And I <laughs> kind of got. At first, I was like, yeah. "Oh, cool. He has to eliminate personalities." And the more I thought it about it, and the movie went on, I was like,
1: eh, "I'd rather have the Who Done It."
2: Yeah, the Jake Busey death was pretty creepy.
0: Yeah, but awesome.
1: Because, yeah, what if you fucking walked in on that? I mean, like, a severed head is a fucking severed head. Like, absolutely. But, I mean, I I feel like that's expected. You're like, shit, I'm going to find someone's head or their hand or something like that. But, like, when you walk in and you see someone with a baseball bat shoved down their throat, like...
2: The big side, too. The big
1: side, too. Like, you got to be like, some fucked up shit's going on here. I'm I, fucking out of here.
2: I love when all the bodies start disappearing. And they go to Jake Busey, and the baseball bat's just, like, leaning in the position that in it was position. down his throat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: in the fucking chair. It's turned into a baseball bat. Um, I had the, the thing with the, um yeah, I mean, not necessarily when you learn it, it's all in his head. But what creeped me out the most, actually, was at the end when John Cusack's talking to Amanda Pete and he's like, I saw you like, in an orange grove, you know, and he's, like, whispering that. And then you see that interaction between her and him, and then it cuts out, and you see Rivers, and he's just reciting both parts of that, like, to himself. And I was like, ugh, oh, that's fucking weird. Like, he's just having a full-on conversation with himself in his head. But it was enough loud. to
3: apparently save his life.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, I wanted them to, like, get up and be like... the
3: Yep. Bravo. The, upset. Bravo. the upset Southern gentleman's like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, that must be real then. Fuck.
1: That's so evil, I don't even want to kill it. <laughs> It'll fucking rub off on me. Um. All right. Cool, man. So, I mean, is this Oscar worthy? Personally, I'm going to go with no. It is not Oscar worthy. Uh, even a nomination, it wouldn't be close to that. But like, I enjoyed watching it the first time. Uh, this time around, even though I knew a lot of the major plot points, I think it was still enjoyable. Like watch again. Again, I'd have to give it another few years if I were to ever watch it again. And I'd probably be showing it to someone. be like, Hey, check this out, you know, um, or be looking for specific details and be like, oh, I wonder what other little clues they like peppered in there. But <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Um, kind of. Borders, the, you know, thriller and, and horror. I, I'm going to put it in the horror category, uh, not only because I picked it, but, I mean, like you see a person with their head chopped off. You see a baseball bat shoved down someone's throat. You know, you have a, a serial slayings inside a person's mind. Yeah. You know, it, it's a pretty horrific situation if you think about it. You know, we've seen horror movies that take place with less um, – weird stuff around it you know so i'm gonna put it in horror and i'm gonna say it was good it was entertaining um you know but yeah i liked it what about you evan
2: i uh i agree like i think it's i would consider a horror movie also um just because it's i don't know it's it's not just like a it's, it's a thriller but it's not just a thriller it's psychological and it's i mean like you're saying there is elements of horror as far as the killings and stuff like that but um
3: I would definitely like. Let, I, let me score this correctly. So I saw the devil, not a whore. Identity whore. Did I say I saw the devil? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Apparently, did I, did I?
1: Yeah. He's pointing to paper with I, a pen. That seems pretty official here.
3: Yeah, because I feel like that was just like a homicide. Like you don't you know, have to justify it. I'm just making sure. I'm. I'm I'm counting the score correctly.
1: Hold on, are you keeping track of what we label movies? Yeah, as? I, I find it interesting. Okay, cool. No, I just wanted to know, like, if this was a thing that you just remembered from I've, last time, or are you actually would, keeping track? No, of I'm
3: it? very, I'm very intrigued because Evan has a very defined opinion about whether or not it's yeah. a, a horror movie, and I just, I just don't have that. So I'm like, oh, I'm studying, like, I'm studying his habits. If I'm gonna,
2: if I'm gonna, like,
3: like if I had to choose between like at Best Buy, like it was
2: drama or horror, I'd put it in horror. If I was to choose between drama and thriller, if thriller was a section at a sure. movie place, I'd probably put it in thriller. But I'm not going to say that this movie, like, if somebody was like, oh, it's an awesome horror movie, I would be like, no, it's actually not a horror movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, would I also consider like the way Evan thinks he sounds. <laughs> I would consider it horror. You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess I, I saw the devil. I mean, I, I, aspects of it, yeah, are horrific and like can be categorized as a horror movie, but again like like so, crime thriller versus yeah. horror like i would there's so many subgenres yeah, yeah yeah um but you like
3: this you uh, liked identity
2: I love this movie yeah i i mean i loved it since the first time i saw it i wouldn't say that it's oscar worthy but i feel like it was done really well i feel like it was a smart movie um i don't know choose <laughs> I, laughing that me no it's just
1: cuz you're like stopping and you're like looking over at me like is this what okay? What should I say? <laughs>
3: I uh, I hated this movie. I'm never gonna watch it again. <laughs> I, I was all for the Who It, and I was very upset and pissy. Yeah. Like a, oh, I threw a temper
1: tantrum. Oh, when it oh, became this a, was so good and yeah. now it's not good anymore. But not I felt like
2: I don't know. I, I get I have a hard time when people like love a movie up until a certain point and they're like, oh, f this movie, I'm writing it off. Like that bugs well, me well because
3: but I, the reason I was so upset about it is because it it changes the re- the entire beginning of the movie
2: no I, I get that but that whole It part of the movie was still awesome yeah and it was still great S- so like so.
3: 45 minutes of this movie is no like an hour of this movie is, is pretty good it's a very good vehicle for James Mangold the director right he shows off some fancy techniques The cinematography is good yeah. clearly he can craft some suspense it's creepy to me and then I just felt like this was like an opportunity missed because it was kind of a bit spoiled with that twist. And once I, I looked up the writer, by the way, and I was like, "Oh, this makes sense. This guy just can't can't pull through with a full screenplay." What else has he done? He's written Jack Frost and Jack Frost Two <laughs> about the killer snowman. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense." But I thought it was like really capable. Um, but it just it just didn't just didn't win me over. I got I got too frustrated with the trying to then. I spent the rest of the time trying to figure out how each personality got there and what each personality meant. And I felt like it was, I was chasing my tail. Yeah. I it mean... Left um, me with a, a sour sour taste in my
1: mouth. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, you're eating, like, you know, uh, I don't know, a burrito or something like that. And then in the middle of it, it's like, oh, this part's uncooked. Yeah. Um, so I, I can see that. Like, I, I can understand that. I, I just... Thought it was, um, you know, entertaining, but um, hey, man, that's what we're here for—is to figure out what you know qualifies, what doesn't, what gets a nomination, and what doesn't. No titties in this movie, which I'm really bummed about because Amanda Peet was in it. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But I do have a correction from last time—we forgot the titty count. And I saw the devil. The titty count was: we saw six titties. All right. Some of them were on dead people. So. Uh, weren't, weren't all of them? The <laughs> oh,
2: way you said that. No, I Some think the first
1: girl was dead? still alive. Yeah, was oh, you're right. You're right.
0: You're right. Yeah,
1: but in any case, yeah. Four dead titties, two alive. Four dead titties. Anyways, um, so yeah, that that was uh, that was this movie Identity, where we get to see John Cusack be a hero. You know, as believable as unbelievable as that is, but we get
3: I it. I love Conair. <laughs> John Cusack's the hero.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's. So true. I forgot about a lot
0: that. of
3: people say Nick Cage, but I think it's John Cusack. Yeah. Still, nobody
2: beats a long-haired Nick Cage.
3: Oh my God. no, and that's real, <laughs> especially right? not John no Malkovich.
0: No. <laughs>
2: yes, no, Cyrus the virus. Yeah, Cyrus <laughs> the virus.
1: And then Steve Buscemi. Hey, no, Screw Nick
2: it. Kid. Let's just do Con Air next. 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 Uh, oh, episode. I freaking we, love Con Air. I love that movie,
3: dude. If we cut, I that got Dave movie, Chappelle to sign that DVD.
1: If we cut that movie down to just the Steve Buscemi parts. <laughs> yeah. It's a horror movie. Like yeah, when he's, he's a serial killer? Where yeah. he's just like hanging out with a kid cuz it's just all build up, all tension. Oh, wasn't that, can't like, talk wasn't about
2: that. it in like a um like a abandoned pool or something?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Was it like in a like an old abandoned house or with something a, like that with a drained pool in like no, Carson City, Nevada. Yeah. Wasn't he like playing with a doll?
1: Yeah. yeah. With the yeah. kid and she's like, "Here, you can be this." And he's just like uh, and the whole time you're like, no, no, he's going to kill the kid. Go away, kid. <laughs> the <laughs> kid, lives. Kid, the lives. kid lives. The yeah. kid lives because then we see the plan. And then we see the kid like looking over like me like, oh, like, oh, OK, the kid lives. Yeah, thank God. Um, in any case, we got to name a movie for next time. It's not going to be Con Air because I don't think that qualifies as a horror movie until we edit it. Um, so, Evan, I'll let you have the honors. Um, what movie are we doing next? And tell us a little bit about it.
2: All right, so we are going to do a movie called Housebound. Some of you may have heard of it. Um, it's from this last year, 2014. It's pretty new. Yeah, so brand spanking new. pretty relevant. Uh, I think it just came out on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, was it at theaters?
1: I don't think it, it made in it. In New Zealand. Yeah, it didn't yeah. make it to theaters here. here. It's from Brazil. New Zealand,
2: yeah. yeah. So, um, it's a Kiwi film. Yeah. Um, looks pretty good i i remember i saw the trailer for it on uh uh, itunes a long time ago and i thought it looked it was scary had some elements of like a little bit of comedy here and there but not like i wouldn't i mean it didn't look like it was gonna be a funny movie but yeah um basically uh well i don't want to go into what it's about but you guys watch it um or just watch the trailer and check it out and then watch it on Netflix or whatever
3: yeah Um, watch con air yeah (laughs) or that i'm sure it'll come up again that's you you guys watch Housebound. i'll watch and we'll try to relate them all together (laughs) we'll try to link
1: them all together we'll find what uh, puts them all in the room here for us there's
3: not too much i know about the director he also wrote
2: it um it doesn't look like he has done anything really here like in america that we would recognize um but yeah that's pretty much this is like his biggest thing so far Cool. So Um, we get to see a
1: budding filmmaker.
2: I think the, uh, Chu, you mentioned earlier that the, that the thing about Peter Jackson, um, might be, I guess, redoing it
1: or something. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll probably talk about that next time. But Peter Jackson's name has been linked to this quite a few times, uh, for reasons that we'll get into and stuff. Oh, but yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome. Um, I'm I'm excited. I've heard about this movie. You showed me uh, Brett Simmons, you know, who recommended the Boba Duke, uh, recommended this uh, to us as well. So uh, I'm gonna fucking trust him after you know showing us the Boba Duke. Um, haven't you guys just been like going left and right, just telling people about that movie? By the way, since you've seen it, like, oh yeah, have you fucking seen this? I, I know I have. I've I'm, gotten I'm, like people to watch it and shit. Yeah. What was interesting was our our buddy um from work, Chad. He brought up a couple things to me that he noticed about the Babadook. Just to kind of revisit that, um, he mentioned that if I don't know if you guys caught it, I didn't, but she mentioned at the party that she used to be a writer, or like a like I don't know if it's a children's book writer right. or just a writer. Children's book, yeah. So and then I think so. Right? What does she magically find in her house? Yeah, children's books. a children's book. And when she goes to the cops later to talk about it, her hands are covered in soot. Like if she had taken a book out of a fire and piece it back together, like it could have been something that she kind of like had done and repressed the memory of having done in her sleep deprived state.
3: Right. We we talked about that, right? We up until like the last 15 minutes of the film, you could argue yeah. that it was entirely in her head. Yeah. But then and, you see her kid getting thrown around the room. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: and then you're like, okay, this shit's fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's fucking interesting. I didn't think about that. That it could have been like, because there's that whole question where did the book come from in the first place? You know, and you kind of, at least me, I went along with it just to be like, oh, well, it's just kind of a physical representation. That, it but answers it a, actually is there.
3: It answers a great story or question that, that I think you had, Evan, where you said, you know, what the heck? Where did this book come from? That yeah. was like the one outlying thing. She wrote it. Yeah, that's She a fucking good, wrote it. <laughs> good catch, Chad. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Thanks, Chazler. Chazler. Chazwaza. Those sound like Twizzlers.
1: <laughs> <All right.
3: laughs> uh, I'm going to make a statement right now. I love Twizzlers. <laughs> I know
2: All everybody right, there hates you me have for it.
3: It. nope, I'm right here. Give me that waxy goodness.
2: Love it. There love you it. have it. Sometimes I sometimes I'll prefer them over a red vine. Me too. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Shots fired. It. Let's
1: get some red wax in us. Yeah. <laughs> strawberry <laughs> flavor. All day. Ooh, look out. All right. Well, this sounds very much like the unholy trinity signing off here. You have Chewy right here sitting across from me in Tw- the opposite corner. You have
2: Twizzler, love and Evan. <laughs> <laughs> and Pinball Parker from Con Hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time. And remember, whores don't get second chances. No, Unless no, maybe like you deserve no, one. So, no, sorry. I'm going to go buy some spoilers. No, no, no,
2: no.